were watching Console Conversations. Hello everybody, it's me, Walter the Germany Ball, and we're here with Console Conversations Season 2, Episode 9. We're almost at the end of Season 2, actually. So, uh, last time we had a special guest, Blorg, and now we have another special guest, my friend, Panic. So, What's up? he's gonna be joining us, and we're going to start off with what we've been playing recently uh and me and panic both have one game in common that we've been playing recently and that is ghost of tsushima and um so yeah that's what i've been playing and sort of playing a little bit of celeste but you know pretty difficult game so kind of got stuck so yeah and whoever wants to go next can tell us what they've been playing recently well, what I've been playing recently is I've been playing a lot of Dreams. It's a really fun, pretty complicated, but that's. And I've also been playing a little bit of Paper Mario, like in between my times and Dream. All right, and yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima, like. Walter said, um, it's pretty great. I, I think a lot of the open world stuff is pretty well implemented. There are, there are some problems, but overall it's a pretty positive experience, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, and the combat's really fun with all the things you can do and how exciting it is, so yeah, that game's been very interesting and fun. Um, and so that ended off for what we've been playing, so now we're going to talk about Sega. Uh, I made a little one-off video um, talking about how dumb I thought the Game Gear Micro was, and a lot of people agreed. But we haven't really dived into it, and we haven't talked about the other things they're doing. So the three things they've been working on have been the Game Gear Micro, uh, the Astro City Mini, and fog gaming so i'm gonna go through those and then uh you guys can share your thoughts um so the game gear micro is and it's probably like this big and it's fifty dollars and it has four games and there are four variants so all in all you'd be spending two hundred dollars to play 16 games most of which aren't even good like the game gear has like 10 that well that's being generous like five good games and they don't even have all of those uh oh, then the second there's also different games in each console yeah so it's like a kind of like a loot box thing it's like a semi loot box thing which is gross um and then they have the astro city mini which is a mini arcade cabinet which actually does have some good games um uh, they have, like, Virtua Fighter, they have Fantasy Zone, and, uh, Gold Max Revenge of Death Adder, so they have some good stuff on there. Um, and then the final thing is Fog Gaming, which is basically just streaming for Japanese arcade games. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you guys can go ahead and share 
your thoughts on those since I've already shared mine quite extensively in other videos. Well, I think FOG Gaming's like, like they're trying to make it seem like, oh, you can play arcade games at your house, but the whole point of going to an arcade is experiencing the arcade. So, the, I mean, I guess it would be kind of useful sometimes if you're like, oh, I want to play this small, I want to play this game that'll probably only get like a few minutes out of, and then go back to doing whatever I was before. Yeah, most arcade games don't really hold up when it comes to uh, playing them in a more... You, you, like, when you look at, like, the Sega Genesis or the Super Nintendo, when they ported over games from the arcades, they had to really change them. Like, like uh, a good example is Ninja Gaiden. It originally was this really mediocre beat-em-up, but then they had to completely change it to be this run-and-hack-and-slash game and made it something completely original. So, yeah, Fog Gaming is not a very good idea and it's not implemented very well and also they were claiming that's their big 2020 announcement when that's not really big i mean me personally i thought it would be like a, a good sonic game or something or like a dreamcast mini or a saturn mini but no it's just fog gaming which nobody cares about so yeah um and so you guys can share any other thoughts you have on these Sega systems, you can go ahead. I mean, it seems to me like pretty much all of these are, you know, repackaged old games with a hardware gimmick, and the hardware gimmick isn't even really that great. So to me, it seems like you'd be much better off just playing on like an emulator or something if you really do enjoy these games, rather than, you know, spending however much you need to on each one of these weird gimmicky pieces of hardware that, one, probably aren't even very well designed, especially in the case of the, the, um, game, the game Gear Mini. I mean, that thing is the thing is so tiny you could barely even <laughs> see the screen. Yeah. You know, you could, you could download an emulator on your phone and play those games with a bigger, better screen for free. Yeah, I've done that like, with game games. You know. So it seems to me like if you really do love those games and you kind of want to do it just for the novelty of having whatever hardware gimmick is coming along with these then sure it would be worth buying but for the general market i think it's kind of a dumb idea personally i think you know you could have spent the money on something a bit more innovative or a bit more interesting rather than just throwing out three little gimmicky things that aren't really worth anybody's time or money yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And and then you have, like, the NES or SNES Classic or the Genesis Mini. You know, those are, like, game compilations with cheap little game consoles, so they're kind of understandable because, you know, they have pretty much every game you would want. But with these new ones, they have, like, like I said, they have four games. They're not even that good, and you could get them all on an emulator, you know. So when, you know, if it, if it had tons of games on there that would be hard to get on the internet for ROMs, which, you know, pretty hard to get Genesis game ROMs, uh, in my experience. It's, that makes sense, but like, you know, why, why would you spend 200 bucks on 16 games? So, yeah, I totally agree with 
with that. And so that ends it off for talking about Sega's being very weird in 2020, but another company's being weird in 2020, and that is Intellivision. Yeah, Intellivision. So yeah, Intellivision's actually making a comeback with the Intellivision Amico. Um, alright, well, so I talked ab about the, um, Atari VCS and, wow, people, you know, they didn't like that. But with the Intellivision Amico, it's actually kind of weird. Like, I don't know what to think about this, to be quite honest. It's similar to the Atari, but I don't know much, we don't know nearly as much about it. We don't, we, mm. I don't think we've seen any games for it where, you know, with the Atari VCS we've seen games that have been faked, at least, but, you know, we've, we've seen, like, nothing of this, we've just seen this guy talking about it, and I don't really, I don't understand why they are pushing this console when we haven't seen much from it i just think it's really really crazy and weird and like the controllers are like the originals but instead of a number pad they have a screen on them because you know the wii u did that so well that they should take take notes from the wii u All everybody should take notes from the wii u i mean obviously um but you know like, it, it's, it's really, like, an enigma. I don't understand this console because they're trying to compete, but with, like, the PS5 and the Series X, but they haven't shown anything? Like, Atari showed more than them. So, I'm really perplexed by this. I don't know what you guys think, but I just, I find this to be crazy and it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I was looking, I'm looking at the Intellivision Amino Nico app, I mean not app, uh, website right now, and it's, it's weird because the thing looks like one of those, like, you know, like those Apple Music things from like the 2000s. Like it, an it iPod? It looks like those. The, yeah, yeah the like an iPod. Like but yeah. But has touchscreen, motion control, vocal, yeah. multiplayer, and LED lights, which is like a bunch of just random things that don't really need to be there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has a lot of things that they just don't need in there. It's in television. I mean, they don't need that. Like. Just put out Dracula 2. That was the that was the like one of the very few good Intellivision exclusive games. <coughs> so just put out Dracula 2 and we'd be happy. No, it yeah, it's a touch screen. They have all kinds of crazy stuff like gyro and vibration and it's kind of insane. But yeah, I don't understand it at all. And yeah, I know that Panic had something to say about this, so he can go ahead. Yeah. 
taking taking a look at this, it literally looks like two old cell phones from like the early two thousands or the late nineties sitting in like a charger. It's it's very strange to me. I don't understand the appeal of this. Mm -hmm. And they've also limited their games. If you look on the website, it's like, oh yeah, all the games are between E and E10 and up. So it's really, you know, you're not going to be getting any major games for teens or adults who are usually the ones playing games in the first place. Yeah. So it's 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 this very strange like appeal to new gamers that doesn't really understand what modern gaming is it's like they're stuck in the not, like late 90s and they're just trying to bring stuff back from then which again you know looking at this the controllers are tiny they have a super tiny screen yeah it's like like i said it's basically a cell phone that you're playing these old e10 and up games on it really doesn't make much sense at all that they would think this is going to work yeah and I, I've heard, like, I've said this, like, what's the point of playing these games just for, like, oh, remakes of old games? Why not have, like, a big new game? That's what they need, is a big thing. Like, like for example, Atari could come out with a brand new Pitfall game that's, like, an open world game. And that would make it, you know, that would at least give them a reason to have a console. But no, let's just remake Yar's Revenge. And it's the same thing with Intellivision. Like, you just need a big game. You can't just rely on remakes and weird... Yeah, and the console, you know, it looks like a charging cradle for the controllers. I don't understand how you'd fit a console in that. So it's quite insane. But yeah, with that being said, the Intellivision Amico is maniacal. It's kind of ridiculous. It makes no sense. There's really no appeal, and we barely know anything about it, and it's supposed to release this year, I believe. So it's just insan insanity at its finest. But with that being said, let's get in to our third topic, which is Mario 3D Games could be getting remasters this year? Yeah, that's right. We have, um, for some reason, Mario remasters are being rumored. Um, so we talked about this a little in the season premiere, actually, but now that we're almost at the end and we haven't got a chance to talk about it, we finally will get to it. Finally. Finally. Um, uh, and, you know, we're gonna talk about... The rumors themselves, we're going to talk about which ones we're personally interested in, and then we're going to talk about if we think they'll be in collections or they'll be sold separately. So, first we'll start off with what the rumors are. So, around March, I think like March 20th or something, they put out, multiple trustworthy websites put out large rumors saying all the 3D Marios except uh, 3D Land and Galaxy 2 would, getting, would be getting remasters this year as part of the 35th anniversary, that uh, 3D World would be ported to the Nintendo Switch, and that we would get a new Paper Mario, which that part was true, which lends this incredible amounts of credibility, but 
we had uh, the partner showcase. We haven't had a real direct yet. There, most of the trustworthy rumors saying when there would be a direct are gone, and we haven't gotten the announcements for these remasters yet. So it's very interesting. So we're gonna talk about what we, what which uh, one of ones of these remasters we would be interested in, and if we think they'll be put in collections or sold separately. So for me personally. If they're sold separately, I would only be interested in Mario 64 and maybe Sunshine because Mario 64 is the only one I do not already already own. And Sunshine, I own it, but it's like could use a lot of work. It could use a lot of work with the controls. Um, and but if they were sold in a collection, then I would just if they were sold in collections. Uh, all of them I would get the collection I'm not really interested in 3d world deluxe unless that it has the entirety of 3d land remade in HD that would be very interesting because I like 3d world but I already own it on the Wii U and if they only add like a new character or some new levels what's the point of spending $60 on that you know I'd rather get something like Pikmin 3 deluxe because I don't already have that game so, you know, that's what I would personally pick, um, and I personally think they will do a collection. But, yeah, you guys can go ahead and tell me what you think about that. Well, I think that it would make sense for them to do a collection, like, at a financial standpoint. Because, like, if they were all separate games at, like, $20, instead of, like, a whole collection at 60 or, like, $80, then people would, because they would have to choose which one or two they would want, because they yeah. would want to, like, save, they would want to get, like, the game that they want, instead of the games, the other games, so if they wanted to get the most money, they would have them all packaged together, so that um, people would have to buy them if they wanted the game. And then I also think, um, that for the specific like remastering of them i think what's going to happen is that um all the games are going to get a um, hd like remodel like maybe like um galaxy will just get like a graphic upgrade but um the rest of them like that's probably all that's going to happen because I don't think Nintendo would want to rebuild both Sunshine and 64 from the ground up. Like, maybe they'll fix some glitches or something, but, or, and maybe the camera, but I think, and maybe the controls, but I think the rest of it, like, the rest of the things that people were expecting, which would, would like musical remasters like musically yeah like that i don't think they're going to do that because that would take way too much work for having three three like pretty big games inside one um pack yeah and so yeah i think they'll probably give you know sunshine and 64 you know new graphics and controls and update like the sound but with with like 
Galaxy, I think they'll just port it in HD, pretty much. Um, and then with 3D World, they'll just port it, port it. Um, so yeah, and so what ones would you personally be interested in if they were sold separately? I would probably get, if they were sold separately at like a cheap like 20 or $30, I would probably get both Galaxy and Sunshine because Galaxy is my favorite of all of them and then I also don't have Sunshine and I already have 64 on the 3DS so there's no point of having two portable 64s even, even if Mar even if the other three characters aren't in it, which would probably technically be a downgrade because that would mean less content. Yeah. But anyway, that those are probably the ones I would get. Okay. And so Panic, which ones would you be interested in and what do you think uh how do you think they will sell them? I mean <clears throat> knowing Nintendo, I have a feeling they'll be sold separately. They don't tend to do bundles like this very often. Yeah. Um, if they do it in a bundle, that would be neat because then you're at least, you know, paying less money overall for three really good games. But again, knowing Nintendo, they won't do that because they like to make money, so they'll sell them all separately for sixty dollars. Um, if they are sold separately, I would be probably the most interested in the Mario sixty four and the Galaxy ones. I'm not a huge fan of sunshine personally i think it's a bit bad maybe the remaster could fix a lot of the control problems i have with it yeah and then it would be a really great game yeah but there are um, a lot of difficult as of right games. now as of right now i'm only interested in the um super mario 64 and the galaxy ones yeah um so yeah with that being said yeah the mario remasters i hope they happen because nintendo in 2020 has been Eh, not that great. Uh, and so, now we will get into segment number five, which is the retro corner, where we talk about, um, what retro games we have been playing. Um, for me, personally, I have been playing... You know, a little bit of Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, because it's a great game. Uh, but, just so you guys know, just so you know, <sighs> there is a jump in World 4, you cannot make it unless you run. If you hold Y, you will run. You gotta know that, because... I can't even tell you how how annoyed I got at that jump. So, yeah, I've been playing some Donkey Kong Country, and, you know, that's about it, because I've been really focusing on Ghost of Tsushima to get the review done. Um, but yeah, what have you guys been playing in terms of retro games, or discovering in terms of retro games? Um, well, I haven't really been playing a lot of retro games lately. I want to get into playing um, Donkey Tree because I think that it looks like a pretty fun game. And, uh, yeah, that's basically all. Um, one of my favorite games of all time is uh, Earthbound. And I will occasionally in my free time continue to do 
my third playthrough of that game. So that's pretty much the only retro game I've been interacting with. But yeah, I think that game's amazing. Yeah, that, that game has been very interesting. I hope it comes to the Switch. Then we have, you know, quality of life improvements like the rewind and the updated controls. But yeah, that game is, that game looks very interesting. Um, and then we have user comments and memes. Uh, there weren't really many user comments at all, so instead we're gonna talk about memes. Um, because, you know, that's what we do when there aren't many user comments in this part of console conversations. So, for me personally, um, there is Doge 2, which, you know, is pretty good. Um, but, you know, 2020, not a very big year in terms of memes, personally, but what have you guys been laughing at recently? Well, uh, I watch a channel on YouTube called Super Mega, and they're really hilarious. They do a lot of, like, sketch comedy videos. Um, and then they also do, like, vlogs where they kind of do bits in between the little vlog sections, which I think is hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I subscribe to Super Mega. Yeah, you, you like, you like them a lot. You, you, you like that channel a lot, I know, so. Um, Hayden, do you have any memes or comedic? jokes you have been discovering and laughing at recently that you would like to talk about? Um, no. Really. Alright. Well, with that being said, we're gonna get into the final, 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 final part of Console Conversation Season 2, Episode 9. The Quickfire Round. So this is where we share literally, literally anything that comes to our mind at the moment, um, and so I have, uh, a few, just a few, um, I don't want to talk about too much of this first one, but, so you know, uh, the Xbox event was here, and I talk about that, I'll talk about that eventually in great depth, but what I want to say is it's very interesting because every game they showed was both available on Game Pass from day one, so basically you never have to buy another game again, which is nice, just buy Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, two, all of them were on either PC or Xbox One. Um, oh. so mm. they still have zero exclusives, which is weird. And if you're considering timed exclusives, they have, or, t uh, like, semi-exclusives, they're on PC and last-gen. Then they have 16, but if you're counting PS5 exclusives with that, then it's 20, um, 21. So, you know, still they don't win. Sorry, Xbox, but you're doing okay. Oh, and and another interesting thing is um, in that specific um, presentation, the games that were on the Xbox One S were only on the Xbox One S and weren't coming to Xbox One. Well, Xbox One, the Xbox series, they, Xbox doesn't have very good names, but anyway. Um, and they broke a promise which they made a week earlier saying that, 
um, you wouldn't have to buy a the next gen in at least two years because the exclusives yep. that were that would be coming to the Xbox Series X would also be on the Xbox One. Yeah, and I have two more. Um, so yesterday at the Xbox event, well, yesterday at the time of recording this, they <laughs> they revealed a game called Crossfire X, I believe for PC, Xbox One, and Xbox or Series X and at PC or something. But uh, literally today they announced it's gonna come to PS5, so they didn't time that very well. And uh, the final quickfire thing I would like to talk about is they revealed a special edition of the PlayStation 5 made of 24 karat gold. Um, the PS5 is already gonna be pretty expensive, so making a 24 karat gold model is kind of mm, insane. Um, like well, it's for the dedicated <laughs> gamers. Well, yeah, but, like, I don't know how much that would cost. That's kind of insane. Um, yeah. So, you guys can go ahead with any quick-fire stories that you have. Mm. Uh, another interesting quick-fire story is, um, Dreams has VR now, so you can make VR games in it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And they added that update. And so, Panic, do you have any, um, quickfire stories that you would like to share? No, I, uh, I didn't come prepared with one. I apologize. Ah, uh, that's fine. We, we went over a lot of things here, so that does not matter. We have gone over a lot in this episode and in this season, which is almost over. We have one final episode after this one left. Can you believe it? Uh, it's twice as long as the, this season is twice as long as the first one, uh, with ten episodes, um, I'll give you a hint, season three will, is not far away, um, but yeah, so season two is almost over, but thank you guys so much for watching this season, and this episode especially, make sure to comment down below what you want us to, what you want to see us talk about in videos, what videos you'd like to see, uh, leave a like, subscribe, be safe everybody, a special thank you to Hayden and Panic for appearing on this video, and be safe everybody, goodbye.